Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Be Gone podcast, with yours truly, Nate Webb, the founder of Bullies Be Gone. Here on BBG, I go into all things kindness, bringing in guests and experts from all wakes of life. And we are all here for one reason and one reason only, to help you and your kids get over bullies, get off social media, and love your lives. So come on in and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. Parents, do you ever feel that parenting is just so dang complicated? Do you ever wish it would just simplify? Well, you're not alone. My guest today, Marielle Melling, is all about simplifying parenting and helping us to love our lives with our young ones and to find peace amongst the mayhem. So buckle up, guys. This episode is going to be awesome. We dive into so many good topics. But first, gotta pay the bills. All right, everybody, we are back. So today, my guest, Marielle Melling, did I say that right? It's Marielle. Marielle Melling. There we go. She has a degree <laughs> in health education. She's the founder of Love and Life with Littles and the author of Peace Amidst the Mayhem. She is passionate about simplifying parenting. Um, she and her husband have moved eight times since getting married, and she's loved the opportunity to live in different places and make friends that live in various parts of the world. She and her husband are parents of five incredible kids. And welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, first off, how the heck are you? Where are you coming at us from? I am good. I'm really good. We've had a busy last week and slowed down this week. So it's kind of uh, nice to have both in life. And um, I'm in Oregon. We live in Oregon now. Little rural oh, Oregon. So you, <laughs> you said you moved eight times. Where have you lived? Yeah, we've lived in Idaho, Utah, Chicago, Buffalo, Dang. the Caribbean, um, the Caribbean. Yes. The Car- and, and here, Whoa. and then a couple of different cities within those States. <laughs> you are the first person I've met in my life that has lived in the Caribbean. Usually that's like where you vacay. Yes. It is actually a very different experience to vacation there versus live there. <laughs> um, but we loved it. We loved it for sure. Oh my gosh. It's wow. Always beautiful. Whether you're living or visiting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So how did you end up in this space? I mean, I see your Instagram, your love and life with littles, your little business you got, organizing events, writing books. What's the story there? How did you land here? Yes. So a while back, it was a pretty crazy time for our family. We had at the time, my husband had really intense, crazy work hours. So he was honestly never home. So um, I was in charge of the home, the family, the kids. Uh, we had four and then five kids at that time. And then I was juggling four part-time jobs. Things were just really busy, busy. And on top of the busyness, we had some family challenges that were going on. Mm. However, in the middle of this time, I realized that I was actually experiencing a lot of peace. And anybody from the outside looking in, I think would have been shocked to know that. And it surprised me when I started realizing how much peace I really was experiencing and recognizing um, that I wanted to help others find that space and that feeling as well, because life is too short to not enjoy it. (laughs) Amen. Gotcha. Yeah. 
That is so cool. So, so you actually wrote a book on this called peace amongst the mayhem, right? Um, tell us a little bit about that. Like, I think everybody could use a little bit more peace right now, especially in the crazy world we live in. How can we find peace in the mayhem? How did you find peace in the mayhem? Yeah. So it is the, the most exciting part of it to me is that peace has so little to do with what is going on outside of us and really everything to do with what is going on inside of us. And because of that, it is within our grasp. It is within anybody's grasp. There are habits and mindsets and practices that we can learn and pick up and, and actually do and actually control that bring peace into our lives. So it's not a matter of the, you know, the virus ending or the pandemic ending, or, you know, getting, I don't know, all these other things around us that we really can't control have very little to do with peace in the end. So, um, there's, obviously like so much that we could go into on that topic yes, <laughs> beyond yes. even what I wrote, like but a I whole generally, book or something. yeah, a okay. whole book or something like that. Yeah. But I generally talk about three like peace promoting habits that people can put into okay. their lives right away. Okay. So, um, the first would be a habit of personal quiet time mm. and setting aside the time each day to practice gratitude to reconnect with our priorities because in the end peace is um, when we have a harmony between what we are feeling, what we're doing, what we're saying. And the highest level of that harmony happens when it is centered around love. I love that. Right. And so that's nothing new. Like this is not like, I didn't come up with this, stuff. (laughs) but in the day to day, it is hard to actually live in that place of love. It is hard to actually be patient. It is hard to actually prioritize other people and actually learn how to love ourselves and let Mm. love into our lives, all those kinds of things. So every single day we can be bringing ourselves back to that priority and spending time learning and I have this whole thing about how to let go of emotions and experiences and things that are inhibiting our ability to feel love and to give love. And so we can use our quiet time each day to work on those things, um, to connect with the divine and our source of strength in that way. So that's the first habit is that daily personal quiet time, quiet time. Gotcha. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I love that, guys. And and we could spend forever talking about this, or y'all could go on yeah. Amazon and get her book. So I would recommend <laughs> doing that. Um, so, all right. So you have five kids, right? Like ages yes. like two to 13. What's the spread? Like, yes, two to 13. Okay, man. And what are the ages in the middle? Uh, so we have 13, 11, nine, and four, two. Woof. That is a, that is a full <laughs> house. That is, is, that is fun. So, so with, so yeah, you have a teenager, like a brand new teenager and mm-hmm. up and coming teens. What mm-hmm. are your thoughts about technology and social media? And like, how has that impacted you as a parent, as you've grown as a parent? Yeah. So I am lucky enough as a brand new parent of a teen to actually have a lot of experience with teens before having my own. Mm. So as you mentioned, I have a degree in health education and I taught high school health before we had kids and loved that. And then I've been working with teens ever since. Um, I stopped teaching when I started having kids, but I've tutored, I've coached, I've been a mentor. So you didn't really stop teaching. Yeah. I stopped teaching in the classroom, I should say. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, well put. Yes. So I have a, a lot more experience than just my 13 year old, which I am grateful for because the teen years are not always easy. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to technology and screens and whatnot for our own kids, uh, they do not have cell phones and won't have cell phones for a while. And they're alive. Oh my they gosh. They're alive and well. What? Yes. Yeah. So we know that it is really important for our teens to have connections with friends. And that right. is part of their job and part of what they're like brain is doing right now is, is a building of independence and um, leaning into friends and peer relationships. And so, for example, my daughter is welcome to use my phone to text her friends and to Marco Polo, her friends. And as we've moved around, she has friends all over. And so she's able to do that. And so we do use technology a lot and helping them see these are there are great tools out there and they email their friends, all those kinds of things. So we employ technology a lot, but we haven't chosen to put a smartphone in their hands yet. Why not? Why haven't you chosen to put a supercomputer in a pubescent child's hands? <laughs> I know nothing could go wrong, right? Yeah. We, we have weighed the pros and cons and every family is going to have to decide when that time is. Yes. We have just seen that there is so much like negativity, first of all, pornography, but just the act of having a phone is addictive. Yes. And you can't have a phone and not say that you haven't seen that or experienced that at some point. Oh, yeah. And being able to even monitor myself, I do a lot of work on the computer and social media and those kinds of things. And so I have to be uber aware of my own social media habits. And I am an adult with a fully formed prefrontal cortex. Yep. So recognizing that in myself, that's a challenge. That is just not a challenge that we want to invite into our kids' lives yet. And the, the inventors of this technology are smart. They understand human behavior. Their job is to keep you and your attention on the phones. And they've done a great job of it. And so with time, our kids will be able to um, manage that and make those choices, but we are just holding off for now. <laughs> oh, heavens. Yes. That reminds me. So I got my degrees in psychology and school counseling, and we talked about the psychology behind, like, like they do these, they, they create these addictive devices on purpose. That's why they yes. created them the way that they are. And yes. so there, once upon a time, there's this guy named Dr. Watson. Um, he's big in the psychology world and he did this experiment where he just scared a baby like a million times with, a with white stuff to make him fear anything white and fluffy. His name's little Albert totally messed up the kid. Um, anyway, he got fired for doing that and he got hired by a marketing company, um, because <laughs> he knows how to catch me anyway. Um, so yes, they definitely do this on purpose guys. And they don't have your kid's best interests involved ever. Mm -hmm, in fact, mm -hmm. the people who invented these machines, they don't allow their kids to have these machines. They make them go to screenless high schools. If that doesn't tell you something, <laughs> I don't know what will. Um, yes. Ultimately, yes, it is your choice, but there are consequences. And so think about that. At what age are you ready for your kid to start handling this? 
Um, yeah. And, and I think, oh, go oh ahead. no, you go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think it's really important too, to say, look, all of that time that could be spent on the screen, where else could they put that time? And that's where we see so much opportunity, Oof. right? They Oof. can develop their talents. They can serve people. They can just have fun and relax and heaven forbid, even be bored and create and invent and go there, you know? Mm-hmm. So the, the opportunity cost is huge as well. Yeah. I mean, how, oh my, my, oh my gosh. Yes. I feel like Chandler and friends. Oh my gosh. Like there's so many good things that your kids could be missing out on that you're missing out on if you're too enveloped on your phone. And if we as adults get addicted, oof, how much harder could it be on our kids, man? Love that. So with, so you've had a lot of experience with teens before your teens, and now you have a teen and up and coming teens. What are some of your biggest fears as a parent of up and coming teens and early teens? Mm. That's a hard one. I try really hard not to fear. <laughs> I know. Got to get in that place of love. Yeah, right? um, I do. I do. Because I think that we we function differently when we are fearful. Yes, And I so I try to be more aware and prepared maybe than fearful. So I, maybe some of the things that I am prepared for are that independence and helping them to me, what's really important is helping them. And Nate, I think you do a great job talking about this on your platform, oh, you. but helping our kids develop their own sense of self-worth um, because when they have that innate self-worth, that is what will help them say no to the the negative peer pressure and will help them feel okay when they don't get invited to the party and will help them create um, and make choices that are recognizing the long-term impact and recognizing their own potential and who they want to be in the future rather than just the here and now, which is what their brains are are wired for right now. And so- that's a, a big one for us. And what we're trying to help our kids do right now is to develop that sense of self-worth and their self-identity. Wow. I love that. That, that Someone needs to make a t-shirt out of that saying, it is better to become prepared and aware. Oof. There's a, <laughs> oh, there's another say. Um, I, I mean, it's from, it was, it's from my religion, but someone else said it is better to prepare and prevent than repair and repent. Yes. Um, so amen to all that guys put on a t-shirt uh, don't trademark it give me <laughs> give me a royalty or something um but yeah man i think a lot of parents they are scared they're scared yeah. of what might happen to social media they're scared what how their child might get treated they're scared that they're not going to raise their child right because it's so hard and the thought of being a parent is really scary and they get in that place of fear and mm-hmm. then they act out of fear it is really hard to stay in that place of love so how, how can we simplify things? How can we cut through it all, be there for our kids, know that we're doing enough? Like what, what, what can we do? Yeah, there's so much. I think two things came to mind when you asked that question. One is to what I call honor the climb. And mm. that is the fact that when we are going through life, the purpose is to learn and progress. The yes. purpose is not to be perfect in this moment. And if I am clinging to that perfection and, you know, assuming that 
my own worth, for example, is based on my children's choices or anything like that, it, it's going to be awful, <laughs> right? We get, we go into these bad places. <laughs> hey, no boy, no. <laughs> yeah. So really just recognizing that growth and failure and continuing to learn and putting the time into that is super important for us and for our kids and helping our kids know, like, you're going to make mistakes. Look mm -hmm. at me. I'm making mistakes, but our goal is to keep learning and to keep moving forward and saying, okay, what can I learn from that failure and do it differently in the future? Oh my gosh. That is so true. We're experiencing this thing with our kids and it's okay mm -hmm. to let them know that. I think mm -hmm. a lot of parents are, are kind of nervous to be humans around their kids. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I just messed up crap. I got to make up an excuse for that because then I won't be Superman. It's like your kid doesn't need Superman. He needs you to be human. He needs you to be their human um, yeah. to, to, to be there for them. And that's part of being just being a person messing up sometimes. And it's okay. I love what you said about honoring the climb. Like just experience it. It'll be yes. okay. Yes. Well, and that, that phrase came from an experience I had climbing count Kilimanjaro, count Mount Kilimanjaro and recognizing that, I mean, that is a tall mountain, right? And in order to get there, we had to go up and down, up and down. And oh. if we had gone straight up, I mean, as, as it was, most of us got some form of altitude sickness, but it would have been sincerely fatal to just step down on the top of that mountain. But instead, the process is up and down and forward and back. And the other part of that climb was that we had guides. We had porters that carried our load, that showed us where to go, and that we need that in life as parents and that our kids need that. And no matter how our relationship shifts and change in the teen years, they still need that guide, that person who has gone before and who has seen that part of the path. And that we are that, whether or not it looks like they're listening whether or not it looks like they're paying attention, whether or not they are doing what we've taught them to do, they still are modeling us. They are still yeah. taking in who we are and how we are living and how we have lived our lives. And so really stepping into that guide position and, and including others in our climb, not feeling like we have to do it alone is, is really important in that growth and learning process. Oh man, it's so true. Honor the climb guys. Um, parents, you, I mean, I'm, I tell kids this all the time, but I think parents need to know this too. You're enough. Your instincts are enough. You, most of the time, your instincts are hundred percent, right? Sometimes we just need a little bit of fine tuning to help our kids along the way. I am a, I am a child. I feel like I'm a 16 year old child in my mind still. I, <laughs> and I have, I have two kids and I was, I was raised at like what towards the end of high school and stuff with smartphones and stuff. And I'm like, oh man, I got I, I to gotta teach my kids to have a better handle on this stuff than I did because I was bad at it as a kid. Oh my gosh. Um, and so learning from those past mistakes and just just climbing and falling as you go, it's, it's not going to be perfect and it's going to be messy, but it's going to be okay. I love it. Ah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. When we look at like happiness studies, one of the things that they have found is that people who are okay being human are happier. Oh, shocker. that might sound shocking, right? But if we are okay to experience the sadness and the hard and the frustration along with the joy and all of the good, that is a marker of, you know, being happier actually. <laughs> and so knowing that's part of, that's part of the path and that's part of the experience for our kids and helping them see 
you know, the hard times and the mistakes that you make are all part of being human and it is good to be human. Yeah, that is, it is good to be human. Where's my t-shirt? People at? Man. I know we got another one today, <laughs> but, but no, for real. So, cause I think it'll also help. Cause I mean, our kids are facing a massive mental health crisis right now. Yes. Um, lots of, lots of depression, anxiety, and suicidality in the world right now. And a lot of bottled up feelings. And I think if, if, if we just stop being so scared to show our kids, our emotions and just honor the climb and show them that we're climbing there with them. They're going to, they're, like you said, whether we like it or not, they're going to model behavior after us. They're going to see, oh, mom and dad showed when they were upset and they acknowledged it and they had a bad moment. It's okay to have a bad moment. Like things go on. Mm -hmm. um, it's really going to help our kids to, to be human longer on this earth <laughs> if we are human also. Yeah. Oh, man. So, okay. First off, thank you so much. I, I love everything. I could talk for days. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so thanks for sharing your experiences and your wisdom. And so there's a lot of parents and kids out there that are going to benefit from this. How can people see what you're up to? Shameless plug time. Let's hear it. Awesome. So my hub is my website, which is www.loveandlifewithlittles, L-O-V-I-N, lifewithlittles.com. And I am on Instagram and Facebook under the same handle, Love and Life with Littles. Awesome. And all that will be in the show description. So there you go. All of that's going to be there. Um, go follow her, go check her out. And, and we didn't mention this, but she also just got done organizing a big old virtual teen summit that went awesome. Okay. Yes. It was great. It's over <laughs> now, but I mean, if, well, no, this is not going to air anytime soon to where the link's still going to be valid. So never mind. but it, it, she's awesome. So go follow her, go check. Yeah. Her. We are always working on something to help parents. So whatever it is, whenever this airs, there will be something going on. There will be something. <laughs> go check her out. Um, yeah. If you want your daily dose of positivity, go and follow me at bulliesbe.gone. Um, for speaking inquiries, shoot me an email. Info is going to be in the description. And always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug. We'll see you on the next one.